Chapter Nine of the Woodpeckers by Fanny Hardy Eckstorm. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Red-Headed Cousin. Besides his half-brothers, the narrow-fronted and ant-eating woodpeckers, the carpenter has a numerous family of cousins: the red-headed, the red-bellied, the golden-fronted, the Gila, so named from being found along the Gila River, and the Lewis's woodpeckers. These all belong to one genus, and are much alike in structure, though totally different in color. Most of them are western or southwestern birds, but one is found in nearly all parts of the United States, lying between the Hudson River and the Rocky Mountains, and is the most abundant woodpecker in the Middle West. This well-known cousin is the red-headed woodpecker, the tricolored beauty that sits on fence posts and telegraph poles, and sallies out, a blaze of white, still blue, and scarlet, a gorgeous spectacle whenever an insect flits by. He is the one that raps so merrily on your tin roofs when he feels musical. In many ways, the redhead, as he is familiarly called, is like his carpenter cousin. Both indulge in long-continued drumming, both catch flies expertly on the wing, and both have the curious habit of laying up stores of food for future use. The Californian woodpecker not only stores acorns, but insect food as well. But though the carpenter's habits have long been known, it is a comparatively short time since the redhead was first detected laying up winter supplies. The first to report this habit of the redhead was a gentleman in South Dakota, who one spring noticed that they were eating young grasshoppers. At that season he supposed that all the insects of the year previous would be dead or torpid, and certainly full-grown, while those of the coming summer would be still in the egg. Where could the bird find half-grown grasshoppers? Being interested to explain this, he watched the redheads until he saw that one went frequently to a post and appeared to get something out of a crevice in its side. In that post he found nearly a hundred grasshoppers, still alive, but wedged in so tightly they could not escape. He also found other hiding places all full of grasshoppers, and discovered that the woodpeckers lived upon these stores nearly all winter. But it is not grasshoppers only that the redhead hoards, though he is very fond of them. In some parts of the country it is easier to find nuts than to find grasshoppers, and they are much less perishable food. The redhead is very fond of both acorns and beech nuts. Probably he eats chestnuts also. Who knows how many kinds of nuts the redhead eats? You might easily determine not only what he will eat, but what he prefers, if a red-headed woodpecker lives near you. Lay out different kinds of nuts on different days, putting them on a shed roof or in some place where squirrels and blue jays would not be likely to dare to steal them, and see whether he takes all the kinds you offer. Then lay out mixed nuts and notice which one he carries off first. If he takes all of one kind before he takes any of the others, we may be sure that he has discovered his favorite nut. Such little experiments furnish just the information which scientific men are glad to get. It is well known that the redhead is very fond of beech nuts. Every other year we expect a full crop of nuts, and close observation shows that the redheads come to the north in much larger numbers and stay much later on these years of plenty than on the years of scanty crops. 
Lately it has been discovered that they not only eat beech nuts all the fall, but store them up for winter use. This time the observation was made in Indiana. There, when the nuts were abundant, the redheads were seen busily carrying them off. Their accumulations were found in all sorts of places. Cavities in old tree trunks contain nuts by the handful. Knot-holes, cracks, crevices, seams in the barns were filled full of nuts. Nuts were tucked into the cracks in fence-posts. They were driven into railroad ties. They were pounded in between the shingles on the roofs. If a board was sprung out, the space behind it was filled with nuts, and bark or wood was often brought to cover over the gathered store. No doubt children often found these hiding-places and ate the nuts, thinking they were robbing some squirrel's hoard. In the south, where the beech tree is replaced by the oak, the redheads eat acorns. I should like to know whether they store acorns as they do beech nuts. Are chestnuts ever laid up for winter? How far south is the habit kept up? Is it observed beyond the limits of a regular and considerable snowfall? That is, do the birds lay up their nuts in order to keep them out of the snow, or for some other reason? It remains to be discovered if other woodpeckers have hoarding places. We know that the sapsucker eats beech nuts, and the downy and the hairy woodpeckers also, that the red-bellied woodpecker and the golden-winged flicker eat acorns, and I have seen the downy woodpecker eating chestnuts, or the grubs in them, hanging head downward at the very tip of the branches like a chickadee. It may be possible that some of these lay up winter stores. It is known that the Lewis's woodpecker occasionally shows signs of a hoarding instinct. It was recently noted that in the San Bernardino Mountains of California, the Lewis's woodpecker, after driving away the smaller Californian woodpeckers, tried to put acorns into the holes the carpenter had made, but, being unused to the work, did it very clumsily. Soon after this observation was published, a boyfriend living near Denver told me that a short time before he had seen a woodpecker that had a large quantity of acorns shelled and broken into quarters on which he was feeding. This woodpecker was identified beyond a doubt as the Lewis's woodpecker. So we begin to suspect that the habit of storing up food is not an uncommon one among the woodpeckers. End of chapter 9